podcast was fueled by the 2050 company's Seattle Summer Smoothie. As you can see, it's already half gone. It was delicious. It was the nicest thing I've ever tasted. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the first podcast episode of the Exit Space podcast, where we talk about SpaceX, the Starship program, NASA, and all the other things to do with space. If you like this podcast, check me out on Twitter at space underscore time three or on YouTube at VX Space Time. Now let's get into it. Um, today I have a guest who's Austin Barnard, who's 22 years old, who's from Brownsville, Texas, um, which is where SpaceX's launch site is and the future Starbase. Um, he's currently a student at UTRGV studying astronautical engineer, engineering to, to one day become an astronaut and help out building of civilization on Mars. Hello, Austin, how are you? Hello, Felix. Thank you for having me. Cool. Um, so I've got a few questions for you. Um, what's your plans for the future? Um, my plan for the future is to hopefully get my degree, continue. That's actually a very, um, a very broad question. I have multiple plans. It really depends on because nothing we nothing we we strive for is set in stone. So I have, I guess, multiple um, paths that I'd like to follow. Ultimately, my goal is I want to become an astronaut and hopefully one day go to Mars and build a civilization on the red planet. But honestly, if that doesn't happen, I would also like to get my degree in physics and one day just, I guess, become a college professor and help spread my passion to others. And my plan C, if that doesn't work out, is to just, I don't know, share my content as I could, as I do already, and hopefully inspire as many people as I can to believe in our future among the stars. Um, what would you like to achieve with documenting the Starship program at the moment? Um, one thing that upsets me where I live is there are a lot of people who are non-believers in the moon program, who don't believe that the Apollo program ever existed, that it's always faked, and I have, you'd be surprised at how many people message me or talk to me daily on a daily basis that I know personally that are like, Austin, that never happened. You're just, you're, you're some shill. You, you've been brainwashed. And I try to explain like, Hey, like it, it did happen. And I just, I guess in the beginning, it all, it just, it kind of became sharing the passion for others. But for me, I started documenting because I want, I don't want there to be a time where someone can say, hey, that was all fake. It never happened. Because it's, there's going to be people around the world who are, are going to say that. And I don't know, I just want to be able to provide credible evidence that that this all did take place. And our future, hopefully on Mars, is real. Um, have you signed up for Dear Moon or Inspiration Portal? Oh, I signed up for Dear, the Dear Moon mission, my friend. Um, Currently, I have to. Uh, I got into the second phase of the selection process, and I'm hopefully going to record a one-minute video of myself. And I don't know, Inspiration Four. I am. Uh, I, I didn't want to partake in that. I actually am supporting my friend John Kraus, which you had on your podcast already, or you already interviewed him. And he is. Uh, I, I wish him the best of luck. Hello, John. <laughs> but um, um, right now I am. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, be selected on the Dearborn mission. Honestly, I doubt I will because out of all the, there are significantly way more uh, talented people who deserve to go on this mission. But if I happen to be selected, 
Um, so we're going to look at the recent um, space news now. Um, so there was, um, they tried to do a Starship um, SN11 flight yesterday. Um, so the people from the village, um, they were given, um, they were asked to evacuate. Um, and then they did a, um, a static fire with um, the swapped Raptor SN46, which um, went on well. But um, later on the day, they um, they cancelled the the flight and the roads opened. And um, yeah, um, were you there when this was happening? Yes, I was. I was at uh, Raptor Roost with La Padre in Boca Chica as uh, the flight was supposed to take place. I witnessed the static fire take uh, happen at around eight twenty six, eight twenty seven. If I happen at a.m., if I happen to be around the ballpark and then kind of waited for about six other hours, hopefully waiting for a flight. I saw Mary's tweet that the villages were gonna be evacuated. And I, I saw all signs were pointed green for flight. The only thing that my, uh, that I, I assumed that affected the flight was the weather was just very bad. There was this massive fog that rolled in and completely consumed SpaceX. I was sending about two and a half, three miles away from Starship SN11 and about one and a half miles away from the high bay. And it's, it was very surreal witnessing the high bay just kind of be consumed by this giant cloud and just disappear. And for about another four hours, it was just like that. You couldn't see anything. The weather just took a turn for the worst. So I assume that that is the reason why they didn't, did not attempt to fly. And also because Elon did also say that they want to do additional checkups to make sure that everything is perfected. I think that they are really gunning for this one to be the first starship that they land and maybe possibly reuse. Um, you must did tweets after it. Um, standing down SN11 until probably Monday, additional checkups are needed, doing our best to land and fully recover. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the um the flight is now net March 29th. Yes, it is. And um and then with the um the Starlink mission the other day, um um, the booster returned um, to the port um, in Cape Canaveral, I think, um, this morning. Yes, it did. And then, um, yeah. Um, so some people on Twitter have given um, some some questions for um, got some questions for me and you. Yeah. So um, shoot away. Um, how do you imagine um, Brownsville in Boca Chica um, in say ten years? Um, how do I imagine Brownsville in the Boca Chica area in 10 years? I, uh, I believe that the city will grow significantly and substantially. I think that Brownsville has a bright future ahead of itself. Right now, something that most people don't realize as a, from, from the outside is that there's a lot of infighting going on in Brownsville right now. There's people, families literally tearing themselves apart because there's a lot of people, I, I call them the new versus the old people who want to push Brownsville towards the future and people who are scared of that future. And I wouldn't say scared, but they're just, they don't like change and people change is scary to some. And I think that you can see within the last two years, the city has grown significantly, restaurants popping up, hotels, co condominiums, apartments, this, the roads are being completely redone. It's just, it's just so crazy to witness my city kind of go from like, this old shell of itself to 
new life being brought into it. I think that Brownsville has the opportunity to become a, a metropolitan area like Houston, like a mini Houston, like a mini San Antonio. I think that with not only SpaceX being there, we have our own uh, Tesla, uh, I would say service center, but uh, also a dealership. It's very crazy. Like we, we never, San Antonio is the closest largest city to us, which is about four and a half hours away. And nothing really ever goes down in San Antonio because uh, honestly, down here, it's very, um, a very low income, uh, just, I guess, cities and towns. And we, uh, like no one's really ever invested into us. And then when SpaceX and Elon kind of just moved in a few years ago and kind of like set up shop and just seeing not only SpaceX grow, but my own hometown grow as well has been very breathtaking. And I think that there is very, way much more room to grow and yesterday I had this moment when I was waiting for SN11, SN11 to fly. I just saw, looking, looking around, just seeing all the open room in Boca Chica. And that's all I just see undeveloped land, which can be future skyscrapers and future roads and hyperloops and boring tunnels. And I don't know. I just see a very bright future for my city. Still, there are some that are opposing the uh, SpaceX and Elon. But I just say that give them time. And as people, more people come down and witness the launches, I think that they too will open their eyes and see that this was a wonderful future. So I think that Brownsville has a, a good future in the long run ahead of itself. Um, do you think when SpaceX came along that things in Brownsville um, improved or went down? Improved. I say that um, there's a lot more. Ultimately, uh the valley we kind of survive on i guess spring break and i just ran them i want to say specifically spring break but usually like some tourists and stuff but I, because of covid19 a lot of people have been struggling and i think that counteracting that it seems that Brownsville's still been growing because spacex and all these employees have been moving here been being hired and a lot of locals i know personally have been hired by spacex and their lives have been changed. It's crazy to know that people that had had no interest in space whatsoever, like they just get hired by some company and they get just like brought up into like the culture and they instantly become space fanatics and they believe in like the, the journey among the stars. And I think that, I think that once space starship starts launching regularly, even if it's off the coast, and I think that Brownsville will prosper. My only, my only thing, uh, my only worry is I hope that Starship at least launches from Boca maybe once, maybe once, even if it's once a year to make it special because a lot of people down here in the Valley need hopes and something to believe in. Most people grow up, get their education and they leave and never come back because a lot of people assume, view Brownsville, not the, the, the real Grand Valley, the entire lower section of Texas as some, as some trap, as some as some prison that most people can escape from. And I feel a lot of people that view this area negatively. And I used to be a part of that as well until SpaceX moved in. And I just, I see a lot of people now, like three years ago, no one would ever talk about Mars. No one would ever even dream of the idea of colonizing the stars of other worlds. And now people that I know talk about artificial intelligence, space travel, they people know about Tesla, people are investing in stocks. Like it's just crazy how like just 
how the decision of one man bringing a company has influenced others around him and then kind of like is changing the balance of people's thoughts and like like ideologies just from like launching a few rockets and testing them so i hope that spacex continues to expand their uh, facilities and continues progress at 110% and i hope i'm gunning for spacex and elon's success um, what were you interested in before SpaceX um, and how did you get into um, space flight? Um, to before SpaceX and how, be honestly, I, something you know, a lot of people don't know about me is I used to be in the military. I was only in basic training and I got injured in my base training in my OSA unit training at Fort Benning, Georgia. And while I was being discharged, I kind of just felt depressed. I really didn't have anything going for me. I didn't have a passion. I really didn't know what I was going to do in my life. And I kind of just used, as I said, like most people, you view the valley as negatively. And I thought that the military was going to be my way to like kind of leave my prison. And as I got injured, I felt I fell off a rappel tower in Victory Tower. It's kind of like this thing where you like where you use a rope and you kind of like go along the side of a wall and uh, I fell 15 feet because my battle buddy let go of a rope. He saw a snake. I don't blame him. Stuff happens. But I was, uh, I fell 50 feet, shattered my hip. Well, fractured, not shattered, fractured. And basically, I just, for about six months, I just didn't know what I was going to do. And when I got arrived home, I kind of like, as I said, before SpaceX, there's never been any reason to like think of the future as like, Starship, space travel, self-driving cars, none of that was ever in any of our radar before SpaceX moved in here. And how I kind of found uh, space flight, I would say space specifically, was I need a lot of motivation in my life. I was really growing depressed and I felt like I had nothing in my life. And I had to use, like, I don't know, I got really sad. And I just typed in motivation videos on YouTube one day and Carl Sagan popped up. And I fell into the pale blue dot wanderers and just star stuff. And Carl Sagan kind of gave me this new life and made me feel like, even though it may be sad and tough, Prospera at Astra, you, we, as long as we look up to the stars and not down our feet, we can be happy and not, you know, don't get lost in the, the, tr the hard problems of today because as long as we look towards the future, maybe something better can happen. And maybe it doesn't happen to me or you or him or her, but humanity collectively as a whole, I think that that's a future we can strive towards, a beautiful future we can strive towards. So randomly, as I was watching a Carl Sagan video and the recommendation, the Falcon Heavy uh, was launching, it was a live stream. I didn't know about SpaceX or Elon Musk prior to the Falcon Heavy launch. Um, so in 2018, it was February. It's just this video of this three three tricore boost uh, rocket is being launched with a car in it, a Tesla. And I just found the idea so fascinating. It was so like absolutely nuts that like some guy launched a, a Tesla into space. And when I saw the boosters, the double booster landing, I didn't know rockets could land. So I was like, whoa, like, are we really that close to the future? And I don't know. I've always been like a man. I used to have like a small passion for space, space flight because of my favorite video game. Uh, I used to be a hardcore gamer is Halo. Maybe you heard of it, you haven't, but I love Halo and just the, the ideas of like 
humanity on many worlds and we're kind of like like choo, 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 and we're everywhere and i don't know i think that that's the future that <laughs> that we're gonna have and i don't know uh i kind of like seeing the falcon heavy take off just maybe believe that there's something that humanity all of us together we can accomplish anything and i didn't i didn't even know spacex was here until one of my friends was i started talking about spacex every single day at school and one of my friends was like because there's a fishing group at Boca Chica called the Boca Chica Fishing Legends. And they usually have tournaments, fishing tournaments every single weekend. It, it got suspended uh, during COVID-19 and still suspended because of the pandemic. But prior, uh, they would uh, have a fishing tournament every single weekend. So one of my friends is a part of that group and told me, hey, Austin, or he called me. He's like, hey, Austin, there are some uh, offenses around with the sign of a company that used to always talk about SpaceX. And it blew my mind. I didn't even know about this. So I Googled it and I saw that SpaceX broke ground here in 2014, but nothing has ha had ha happened between 2014 and 2018. And then out of nowhere, boom, fences popped up. Starhopper was being built. It was like a, like a, like, like a life was just kind of sprinkled at the exact same time as I kind of discovered SpaceX. And I remember walking around when everything was just dirt quiet. Like I remember when SpaceX only had 12 employees out there. And they were all working on Starhopper and it was super quiet. And it's just so crazy to see SpaceX how it is now. You see so many people park on the side of the road, taking photos of Starship. And to think that maybe in another 10 years that there could be thousands of people coming around here and seeing all these super heavies take off. And I don't know. I, uh, I never thought that any of this would happen to like, uh, I, th I personally say that all this kind of, all of this happened by accident. I just, I'm some random college kid who kind of was sad and, and needed something to make me happy. And now I want to make other people as happy as they, I possibly can, can, because I know what it feels like to not feel like you're, to feel like your life means nothing, to feel like you are a nobody. And I don't want anyone to ever feel that ever. I want everyone to feel like that the future is great and we are all a part of that because that right there, that's for all of us. And I, I hope all of us can see that future and strive toward it together. Um, how can um, people who go to visit South Texas and Boca Chica, how can they um, get the best experience? Okay, so if you're coming down here to uh, visit Starship, I'd say, or just South Texas in general, I'd say uh, it depends on what time of the year you're coming. If you're coming during the winter, it's significantly better because South Hydro Island is cheaper. If you come during the summer, the hotels on the island and the restaurants are overpriced. So I'd watch about that. Bronzeville, Texas, where I live, the city, it may not be the most aesthetically pleasing. We don't have beaches, but it, we're all, we are a lot closer to SpaceX itself because Boca Chica is what a lot of people don't realize is Boca Chica is a part of Bronzeville. It's just a beach. The village, Boca Chica village only has, a, only has about 20 homes, which only three villagers remain. And, um, so basically SpaceX is kind of like, it's weird. It's kind of like the geograph the geographic uh, area of like, basically Boca and Bronze are the same exact thing. And then you have South Hydro Island, which is perpendicular to Boca Chica. And uh, I'd say winter is the best time to come visit SpaceX. Sure, there are a lot more cloudy days, very windy days, random windstorms. But uh, it's if you're trying to save on, uh, on lodging, food, cost rental cars the winter is better 
if you're planning on coming in the summer, Bronzel is your best ticket. There were a lot of, um, how can I say, there are so many fantastic Hispanic uh, Tex-Mex restaurants. You can have the best tacos of your life. There are basically, the best advice I always like to tell people is whatever Google Maps tells you for restaurants, don't go there because those are the super expensive restaurants that are going to charge you a pretty penny for your food or your hotel. Go to the ones that seem like there's a lot of hidden jewels in our community and that a lot of people don't know. And I kind of like, I always tell people like, Hey, like if, uh, if you ever plan on making a trip down here, feel free to shoot me a message and I'll send you a few hotel recommendations because there's quite a few. And I always like Brownsville is a lot cheaper to stay in than South Hydro Island is because we are the poorest city in the country. Well, SpaceX is changing that. It's kind of like growing, but there are so many people who are, have these wonderful restaurants, like so many great cooks, so many great places to stay. So if I ever, uh, if I were to recommend anyone to come, it's either, um, if you're coming in the summer, like I said, Brownsville, if you're coming in the winter, stop Hydro Island, so. Um, have you ever met, um, have you ever met or seen Elon Musk um, around, um, around Starship? Uh, yes, I have. I met Elon uh, once during the Starship presentation. I, uh, it was a, it's a pretty funny story, actually. Uh, as I was, it was 2019, MK1 was barely completed. And I remember just the hype for seeing Starship, the first full-scale Starship prototype being built. And even though a lot of people still to this day consider MK1 an ugly tin can, I consider it, she was so beautiful because... She was the first of her kind to, to be the future in, that's brought into reality. And I remember while I was waiting in line to get my, my press pass to be, uh, to, to be allowed, permitted into the presentation, uh, a few, I used to have very long hair. I'm actually growing out my hair again, but I was waiting in line and these two Spaces employees come up to me and they tell me, are you Austin Bernard? And I was, I was like, yes, I am. So they pulled me aside, they put me in a room and I waited in that room for about 30 to 40 minutes. And then uh, S Padre, La Padre, Evelyn. Uh, and uh, yeah, us, basically it was La Padre and his wife, S Padre and his wife and Evelyn and her brother. And us uh, seven, eight were, uh, got to meet Elon. And it was kind of like, we didn't know what was going to happen at first because like they let us, they left us in this room for about an hour. It was just quiet. We we're all talking amongst each other. We were kind of like rooming, having these little rumors. Like what's what do y'all, what do y'all think is going to happen? What do you assume? We were very nervous because we didn't know. We just, I thought that we were going to get interrogated because, you know, we're a bunch of photographers. We're just some locals who walk around SpaceX's property and we take a lot of photos. So I thought that SpaceX was going to lay the hammer on us and be like, you guys should stop taking photos because you guys are trespassing or something, right? And I was very nervous until one lady walks in and she's like, Elon's almost done talking with, with uh, speaking with someone. He'll be ready to see you guys shortly. And when she said that, it blew my mind. I didn't realize that, that uh, Elon wanted to meet us personally. And it was very surreal um, because when the time came, she, she escorted us out of the room. We went, we went up some stairs 
And when we turned the corner, I saw him standing there. And for the first few moments, I was awestruck. It was, it's very, very weird to meet someone who you idolize for the first time. But I don't know, something, something overcame me and, and just, it slapped me across the face and said, hey, Austin, calm down. He's a normal person. He's like anyone else. Sure, it's Elon Musk and he is not like anyone else, but still don't want to come off as weird. <laughs> so um, he introduces himself personally. He starts off with Evelyn first. Evelyn gives him a t-shirt. Basically, everyone had something to give him. And so Evelyn gave him a t-shirt. La Padre gave him a coin and a t-shirt. S Padre gave him a coin and a t-shirt. They all shook hands. They all took photos. And when it was my turn, when he came up to me, I didn't have anything because like my family isn't well off. I'm like, we're just, you know, we're just some guys, just some people who are, I don't know. I'm just some person who just wants to take some photos of SpaceX and share with as many people as we can. And I was, everyone dressed all nice and appropriate. And I kind of wore some raggedy jeans and a NASA t-shirt. And I felt so out of place there. I felt like I did not deserve to be there because I'm just, like I said, what have I done? I haven't built no rocket. I haven't welded anything. I haven't even gotten my degree yet. I'd consider myself unworthy to be even be where I'm at. And this man walks up to me and he just, he goes like, Austin. And my whole world blows up. The man who I admired, like he, he knows my name. And it just, it made it, all the pain I ever experienced in my life worth it. It made everything that I've ever, all the hardships, all the, everything I've ever endured, it was, it was like it was washed away, never mattered because the future was standing right in front of me and he knew who I was. And now I have to try to get as many people as I can involved in that future as well. And I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I will. And we just had this conversation. We chatted. We laughed. I, I honestly can't remember what we, we talked about. We talked about for about 25 minutes. I tried recording it his bodyguard was like no videos only photos and <laughs> it's just one of those moments where it was so surreal that my brain doesn't allow me to remember it it's just like i was so in the moment that i can't go back and be like oh this is what happened and i i feel so sad because like all i remember is just the feeling of i felt like i hang i hung out with a friend that i haven't seen in such a long time and we were just catching up like a lifetime worth of catching up and we just talked and like laughed and goofed around. And then we just took some photos with the Vulcan salute, live long and prosper. And he, we just went our separate ways. And we saw, we saw the Starship presentation. He gave the event. And during the, during the presentation, he actually, um, I, I wouldn't say a shout out, but he called me out. He was, I was having a small conversation with Austin earlier and he points at me. And it was funny because during the during the presentation, while he while he pointed at me, everyone in the crowd turned around, and I was sitting on the floor because my legs got tired. And I was sitting in the front, so he he pointed right at me while I was sitting like Indian style, uh, crisscross style on the on the ground, and uh, he kind of like just everyone just stared at me and gave me this very awkward stare, and I, I was that was the first moment I I uh, I. Uh, this this nobody became I guess a, a somebody, and ever since then, I just my drive to share this passion for space flight has increased 
20x and I went to we all have bad days life that's what it's about nothing's perfect nothing's ever truly happy and I think that a lot of people try to live their lives as if life was perfect and I think that that is not the case I think that we should all I guess strive and work together and use our combined ingenuity or intelligence or strengths to help others weaknesses and other strengths to help our weaknesses and we can all unite and make something beautiful and i don't know ever since the day of meeting elon i had my resolve to share this passion with the world has has only grown stronger i'm grateful for elon i guess Elon has ne Elon has never um I guess specifically done um he's never told me like Austin take these photos. He's just kind of like he's brought his company, he's SpaceX is kind of sort of in my backyard and he's given me like the opportunity to just kind of like, you know, share my passion, be happy and like live a like live the life to I hope basically I hope to inspire I hope to I Sorry, I'm just getting too excited. I aspire to inspire for Mars. Maybe even, maybe one day, maybe I'll never go to Mars, but I hope that something I've done will have inspired at least one person to be like, I'm gonna go to Mars. And they, they study their entire lives to become an astronaut and they take off and they do, they succeed in something I couldn't. And that's all that matters because at least a society grows great when old man plants trees in whose shade they know they should never sit under. So as long as someone does it, we're already heading in the right direction. But yeah, that, that, that was my, my story meeting Elon. Felix, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, what inspired you to do what you love doing now and where would you want to take it in the future? Hmm. I guess my inspiration came from my own personal hardships and I just I know that life is a you cannot separate heart basically life and pain are kind of are kind of in unison so you really can't I guess you can't really subtract one without the other so I want to be able to ease as many people's pain in a, in a metaphorical way uh, of maybe just taking a, a really funny video of like Starship or like taking a very awesome inspirational cinematic shot or basically I just want to make as many people as I can happy. I just want people to believe in, in the future. I want others to see that it is possible that if some nobody like me can do it, that anyone else can too. And I want to take this as far as I can. I don't know where I'm going. I never knew, I never even thought I was gonna become a photographer. Two years ago, I never even thought I wanted to become an astronaut. And here I am. So I want to take this as far as I can. I'm kind of just growing up at Brownsville. I've started from scratch and I just wanna be a beacon of hope that like I said, if there's nobody can do it, anybody can. 
I'm sorry, Felix, um, I can't hear you again. Do you love the idea that, um, that we're going to both the moon and Mars? I do. I love the idea. I think that we as a civilization must expand out. I think we need to expand as far as we can because there, if you look around the world right now, there's a lot of people hurting from the pandemic, from these recent shootings that are taking place in the United States to like, with the, the vessel that's blocked in this, this, uh, this Swiss canal, people expect prices are going to shoot through the roof. People are a lot of pain is just going, but even though that, that there's a lot of struggle struggles that take place in this world, we're technically living in the, the best era of human civilization yet a lot of people still hurt. And I think that no matter what we do as a society, no matter, even if we're able to fix all the problems on this planet, all it takes is for a coronal mass ejection to happen from our sun and make earth life on earth deemingly impossible. Wipe us all out in an instant, not with an instant, but you know, and I think that we have to, we can't have all our eggs in one basket. So I think that if, if we take the steps now to ensure that this technology is liable and capable so that when we go we do go out there, we, we can make it possible. And it's, Elon has this great idea. Maybe, maybe it's not possible, maybe it is, but terraforming, terraform Mars into Earth. The idea is just so crazy and so awesome because everyone always says, why do we spend so much money on Mars? <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do we spend so much money on Mars? Why do, we, why do we want to invest on another planet which is lifeless? People always say like, oh, we're going to turn this other planet. Uh, we're going to waste it. Humans are going to go over there and we're going to just uh, do our thing and destroy, destroy, destroy. I think on the contrary, I think that we humans have great powers. Yes, we can destroy, but I think we can also create life. And I think that we can turn Mars into the greatest science experiment ever because no matter what we do on here on Earth, because everyone is afraid that, oh, we're destroying Earth and making Earth uninhabitable. We're only progressing climate change, which is true. But if some miracle, if terraforming another planet is possible, if we can turn Mars into Earth, then we can turn Earth back into Earth. I think that just the simple idea that if that's possible, we must do it because at the grand scale, we, we humans have been given this gift of self-awareness, self-thought, these, these godlike technologies. And I think that we should use it to enhance the lives of others, others as best as we can. And space travel has been the greatest tool to enable that technology. Look at the Apollo program. Most of our technology today derives from the space program. So I think that if we go to Mars, if we're able to keep humans alive, alive on Mars, then no matter what happens on Earth, we can keep humans alive on Earth too. So I think that that is the reason why we should go to the moon and Mars. And I think that we should start, we should have started yesterday. Um, do you ever think the Starship program could fail at all? Yeah, I think so. I think that anything is possible. I personally believe that if the Starship program does fail, uh, 
I hope that SpaceX or at least Elon will, I guess, you know, hand off the plans to someone else and be like, maybe we couldn't make this work, but maybe a country or another company with more capital could. Because everything is, as long as it doesn't defy the laws of physics, it's only an engineering problem. And maybe SpaceX's approach of a quick, quick design, launch, test, fail, repeat, their cadence, maybe it might be too aggressive. Maybe ULA, Boeing, Blue Origin, maybe their, their uh, philosophies are a lot more sensible. But I just hope that whatever happens or whatever comes out of this program, at least humanity is 10 steps further than we were 20 years ago. Um, that's all the questions from Twitter. Um, I'd like to say something quickly. Um, that on every ep every um, every podcast episode will have a quiz. Um, you can find the quiz in the um, in the description. And the first five people um, to get one hundred percent on the quiz will win um, a pack um, a small pack of the um, the twenty fifty company um, smoothie. Cool. Um, that's all I've got. Um, that's all for today. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. You as well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Cool. Bye. Bye.